Give me my money. Thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Hey, I'm pragmatic. As a resident and as a business owner, would I like to see the tax rate go down? Uh huh. Yes, please. I. Uh, but in the short term, I'm pragmatic. You know, give me some money back now. Some of that surplus, some of our money would be helpful right now. With gas at what, four sixty a gallon, everything going up. People are struggling to pay bills. So I mean, yeah, would it be nice to have a lower tax rate? Absolutely. I worry about Minnesota bleeding. Bleeding retirees to low tax states like Florida and Arizona. Talent we can't afford to lose. I worry about business and our competitive landscape across the country. And a lot of businesses saying, you know, well, Minnesota, yeah, the quality of life, the lakes, we get it. But we're going to go to Texas uh, where the tax rate is lower. So would I like to see a lower tax rate? Yeah, few people want higher taxes. That said, I have a lot of respect for the quality of life we have here, and I want to make sure that the tax code is fair to everybody, not just the 1%, but every Minnesotan benefits from that surplus. So, again, maybe it's Pollyanna-ish, but I, I think everybody should get a check in the short term. I mean, we didn't complain too much. Most people didn't complain. Chris, you brought this up. I forgot about this, but the COVID checks that went out, Mm -hmm. nobody tried to link that to lowering the tax rate. It's like, we need relief now. Please send me my check. Yeah, that was more about immediate money in pocket to pay for bills. And and I mean, it, it it was one of those that it just seemed to drag on and on and on and on. And yeah, when we got it, it was that immediate relief, and I think one thing that we found out on the backside was that it was taxable. I mean, but at that point, I don't think anybody cared. We it was it was that tangible, and I mentioned this to you, Paul. It's like there are some that are going to look at this and say, "Yes, we've got the, this money; it's in our bank account. We've got this check. We've got something that we can see." Whereas tax, you know, tax cuts down the road, while that might be better in the long term. We just – we can't look past our We nose. don't have the luxury we of don't. waiting months, years for the tax rate to go down. No, yeah, it would we be don't. great if it did, but hey, help me out right, right now. now. Absolutely. And that's our question today. Is it a gimmick or, hey, please send me my check like tomorrow, FedEx if you can, 651-461-9226. Send us a text. We're going to hear from Dr. Scott Jensen uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour at about 435. We reached out to Governor Walz's office. He's not available today. Uh, Scott Jensen is available today, so we're going to get his thoughts not only on Walz checks but also on inflation. He has a new plan uh, to combat inflation, which, by the way, is not just a U.S. thing. Most of the developed countries around the world are experiencing crazy inflation right now. It's not unique to the United States. We're experiencing the same thing that most other nations are right now. But send us a text. What do you think? Do you want your money now 
Are you going to be patient and wait for taxes to maybe drop in the future? 651-461-9226. One listener says, Paul, keep the checks. Get rid of the Social Security tax. I couldn't agree more. That's our money. Forced savings plan. Why on earth are you taxing Social Security? Another listener says, give me the money back. Surplus is the result of increased sales tax revenue. Give everybody some money back. Another listener, not a fan of the governor, says, Walls checks the last gasp of a failing administration. Hey, Paul, I know I could really use a thousand bucks. I had to cut back as a single person having to pay for everything on one income. Who cares if it's a gimmick? Inflation is unbelievable. Another listener says, Paul, I recall when the surplus was first announced, Republicans cried to give people back the money. Now that Walls suggests it, it's all a ploy to get votes. Of course, the average citizen needs money right now. Do we have time? Yeah, I can do anything once. If if we make it quick, yeah, we can do it. Dave in Plymouth, what do you think? Gimmick or give me my money? Paul, I don't want you to be upset. I'd like to ask you a quick question. Oh. WCCO and others have avoided the tax for disabled people. There's a senator that has a bill. His name is Abler, and nobody will listen to him. There could be five to 700 group homes that could be closing within the next Five months. Five months. You got about 15,000 severely mentally retarded individuals, non-ambulatory, such as my son. And the governor is hiding. In WCCO, I talked to five people there. Nobody would take the time to, to do a story or to put this on the radio. And I think WCCO should be ashamed of themselves. Tomorrow we have a rally at the state capitol. I'll bet the governor runs to Australia. But this is unbelievable what has taken place. Dave, uh, you got the the last word, and you did make your voice heard on CCO. So thanks for calling, and thanks for getting the word out. Anne in Litchfield, real quick, what do you think about uh, getting money back now, or would you rather see the tax rates go down? No, I want my money back. I'm 30 miles round trip from the nearest town, it cost me $50 for 10 gallons of gas. I want my money. <laughs> Thank you. You're not alone. Thank you, Ann. I take out a small equity loan whenever I fill up for gas now. Good Lord. Um, hey, when we come back, and by the way, Dr. Scott Jensen joining us at 435. Please stick around, listen to what he has to say. In the meantime, Todd Walker has some stuff to say. I think he's in a, a very scenic restroom with a very nice view. He, As usual, he has some suggestions on what to do this weekend. That's coming up next. Paul, back with you. Tubsy producing today. Hopefully we'll hear from Jordana tomorrow. There's only one guy who sends me photos from various lavatories around the Twin Cities. Thank God there's only one guy. But he's a very special guy. Todd Walker who always has great ideas on what to do. Todd, where the heck are you? I, I enjoyed the latest photo you just sent me. Very scenic view. Well, well Paul, I decided that when uh, 
Chris sent me the the information. I said, you know what? I've uh, been with your, this, this show since the beginning, with Jordana since yep. the very beginning. And I thought this is uh, likely our last show together. So I had to set it on in style. So I thought, who do I know that has the best, best view from the toilet? Huh. Since we've been doing Tales from the Toilet since the very, uh, since almost the beginning. Tales from the and, Toilet? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tales from the Toilet. Yeah, I mean, let's just say, Paul, uh, working with you, I'm sure my... Uh, my father is very proud of you kind of taking my uh, career right into the crapper there, Paul. I bring out the so, best in you. That's why you're in a you restroom did. right now. That's great. Yeah, That's so great. I, Thank I you. Saw, yeah, so I had, I had to show you this view. And so I scurried around on who has the best view. A friend of mine has uh, the top office at the university club, and I thought, oh. That's it. Oh. You sit on the toilet, and it looks right out onto the pool over the Mississippi River, over the high bridge, all the beautiful trees, and nothing but. Uh, Nothing but style for you there, my friend, Paul, oh. sending this uh, this show out. So, nope. yes. I would never leave that bathroom. Uh, thank you, Todd, for the <laughs> for the thought. And I'm going to miss hanging out with you, but I know uh, you're going to be hanging out with Adam and Jordana starting next well, week. So. Well, yes. And, uh, yeah, I, but I called my friend in a frantic, and I said, can I use your bathroom? And she's like, what are you talking about? What, what, do you, what do you mean, can you use my bathroom? I said, I need to use your bathroom. And I realized, and she goes, oh, I bet it's the radio deal. People uh, yeah. kind of identified with Tales from the yeah. Toilet with Todd. So anyway, yes, there's a lot going on, and I know we don't have that much time, so I think I'm going to let you take a look at the list that I sent you, and I have a couple throw-ins, uh, add-ons. So if there's anything that jump out at you, let me know. You know, there's a calendar there, a, a really bad calendar, but I'm just saying, as an entrepreneur, you could turn this into something positive. But anyway, <laughs> let, I want to talk about the, uh, let's talk about the Twin Cities Jazz Festival. That caught my eye. All right. I absolutely love this festival. I've been uh, following it for years and years. Steve Heckler, a local guy here, has been putting this on with blood, sweat, and tears, finding different sponsors, bringing us the Twin Cities Jazz Fest for absolutely zero cost to uh, attendees. And it primarily, you can say, it, it starts at uh, Mears Park with the concerts. It gets very crowded. Bring your lawn chair. Bring a couple of beverages. They do have food trucks. And so it is Friday and Saturday. Saturday looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. And they have various stages also around the, uh, around the area. So, for example, in front of Union Depot, they have a stage set up. But, yes, if you like jazz, you like great music, they bring them in from all over the country. It's a weekend not to miss. I know there's a little rain in the forecast uh, tomorrow, but Paul can uh, control that. But So that would be my number one. Thanks for grabbing onto that one. And if we can, can we stay on music for just one moment? Yeah, by all means. Okay. All right. So if you are looking for uh, it, it, music this evening, I have to tell you, the Lower Town Sounds, formerly Music in Mirrors, downtown St. Paul in Mirrors Park, this one is probably one of the greatest shows in their lineup this summer because they have every Thursday night they have music. The New Standards, which you're probably familiar with, Chan Poling and John Munson, they perform. They also were in the suburbs. So they're going to be performing tonight. Starts at 6 o'clock. Once again, completely free. Just a great scene. Everybody's in a good mood. The weather's going to be fantastic. So that is happening uh, at Mears Park to Lower Town Sounds. But now we're going to go across town a little bit. Uh, to Surly. So tonight from 6 to 9 uh, in the Surly Beer Gardens, it is Laserbeak, better known as Beak, and Dessa, darling, Dessa. So Beak and, uh, and Beak and Dessa are going to be spinning their favorite tunes from Spotify, adding in their own music, singing, you know, singing and, uh, and Beak playing his beats. So that's at Surly. 
this is going to be a great music weekend. So that's tonight. And then the rest of the shows are for the jazz, uh, jazz fest. But there's other things out there, Paul. So is there anything else that's like jumping at you? Well, that, that craft brew hop sounds kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Now, I've never done this. And, you know, over the years, I've always tried to throw in a couple different uh, beer-related activities because I know you fancy your your, your hops on occasion. Oh, I like so beer. This is a, yes, yep. so this is a craft brew hop. And uh, this is starts it's tomorrow night, June 24th. It's $78 per person. Now, just hold on. Don't get to, oh, wow, $78 for a beer tour. They take, they take you around in a coach. And you get off and you sample beer at Fulton, Bar House, and of course, you, there it is again, Paul. How do I pronounce this one? You helped me last time. We talked about you, you tap, Utipus. Yeah, Utipus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you go to those places mm-hmm. and you have a driver. You don't have to worry about that. You do the, you know, the tastings. They have food involved. It's a really fun That's time. That's tomorrow night. Hey, and the yeah. pr- let let's talk about we have time uh, the Pride Beer Dabbler at the uh, Sculpture Garden, right, Minneapolis. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's another beer festival. We're going to just round this out here on what's going on for Pride. So, of course, this is Pride Month. This is kind of a combination of it this week, and it's the Pride Beer Dabblers happening at the Sculpture Garden tomorrow night. There's going to be a lot of beer drinking downtown uh, Minneapolis mm-hmm. with LaSalle and what says. So this is a and this is a party. Um, I, I personally haven't been, but I've seen pictures and friends that have gone. The Pride Beer Dabbler is a big party from six till nine thirty. It's fifty dollars up to seventy dollars, and once again they have entertainment. They have a dance party. They have food trucks set up, and it's just an all around great party. And then of course that rolls right into this being Pride Weekend uh, down at Loring Park, and that happens all weekend long. And they of course. This uh, caps off with the return of the Pride Parade uh, that goes up and down Hennepin Avenue. And if you've never been to that, absolutely go. My dad yeah. and I used to have a tradition. We'd get on our scooters and we'd get up in the morning, we'd go have breakfast, and then we'd scoop downtown Minneapolis and uh, watch the uh, parade on Hennepin. So yeah. it's a, a great parade, a great time, and uh, a great weekend. Yeah. So we've got quite the lineup there, Paul. You sure do. A lot of fun. Hey, um... One request, actually two requests here sure, for our, our, our last well. broadcast together. First, I want you to yell out as loud as you can, I'm not feeling very well. Oh, oh man, I'm not feeling very well. Somebody's got to help me out in here. I'm not sure. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not feeling. Wait, hold on. Hold on, Paul. The I flush. I, I need one last flush. flush. Oh, nice sound quality. Okay. Hey, this is good radio. I, I might have to do two there, Paul. I might have to do two. Okay. <laughs> All right, my friend. It has been an absolute pleasure being with you and Jordana. I'm sure we'll be working together in some uh, in, in some way again. And uh, uh, yeah, as you said, I'll pop up someplace here at CCO. So it's been fun, my friend. Todd, you turned it into an art form. Thanks for informing us and entertaining us at the same time. And uh, wishing you the very best, my friend. You too. Have a great, great weekend. Thanks, Todd. When we come back... Inflation, walls checks, and whatever else is on Dr. Scott Jensen's mind, that's next on CCO. Is the cost of anything going down? Please, text us. Just throw me a bone, anything. I think everything is more expensive. 651-461-9226 if something is actually less expensive than it was a year ago. So listen to this. 
According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the annual inflation rate as of May was 8.6%. That's the highest level since 1981. I thought, well, maybe this is a U.S. thing. Uh, So I went to Dr. Google and with a quick search was able to find a Pew Research analysis. Inflation rates have doubled in 37 of 44 advanced economies in the last two years. Uh, Turkey, the inflation rate is almost 55%. In Israel, they've seen the fastest rate of inflation, a 25-fold increase in the last two years in Israel. So, yeah, inflation is up here. Inflation is up across most of the planet, right? Supply chain, pandemic, I mean, you name it. So anytime somebody has a new idea about how to lower inflation, I'm going to pay attention. Dr. Scott Jensen is running for governor. Uh, We reached out to Governor Walls today. He was not available. Dr. Scott Jensen was available, and he joins us today on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Scott, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I know you just unveiled your plan to fight inflation. Give us a few bullet points. What sets your plan apart? I think it's a combination of both short-term as well as long-term impacts. We're... We've got to focus on the fact that the tax burden in Minnesota is killing families. So we've got to start reducing taxes, perhaps with an upfront uh, chunk of money, but also some permanent tax relief. We need to have that big, broad discussion about what would Minnesota look like if we didn't have a personal income tax? How do 20 percent of the states in the union do it? We need to have more oversight. Clearly, the MinLars program was wasteful of hundreds of millions of dollars. We saw the same thing now with the Southwest light rail, the overruns, uh, the fact that it's not going to be a $2 billion project. It's going to come in at $3 billion. The daycare fraud, the feeding the hungry fraud. I don't think there's been enough oversight. People think, well, the Minnesota economy is okay because we have a 2.2% unemployment rate, but that's not the whole story. The whole story really is how many Minnesotans are working. And the fact is, we have less Minnesotans working today than we did pre-COVID. Our GDP growth is in the lower half of the states in the union. I think our economy has absolutely been slaughtered by some of the policy decisions we've incentivized not working. And so that's what we've gotten. We've made it difficult to get projects permitted, licenses allowed, household items, whether you're talking diapers, baby formula, whether you're talking uh, food, fuel, fuel, oil for houses, gasoline, all these things are high. Energy, I think that we've had this put your head in the sand kind of policy. We need to have a serious conversation about the role that nuclear energy is going to play. We can't really shut down uh, the fossil fuel sources of energy because if we have a a breakdown in our grid and people start dying because it's 95 degrees and sweltering in their homes, then you're going to hear a lot of people screaming. And I think in in the end, we just have to really tighten the government belt. A lot of people don't realize in the last 12 years, the average wage earner, has grown their wages about 25% total, but Minnesota budget has grown 75% during that time. So those are the things we're addressing in our 10-point program, and we invite Minnesotans to respond to it, but we also invite Governor Walls to respond to it because we're just not seeing or hearing ideas. Rumor has it you want a debate, and you want a debate now, right? I want lots of debates. I think when Governor Walls ran for Congress, in the early 2000s, 
I think he had pushed, and I think for some dozen debates in simply one congressional district. We're talking about the whole state of Minnesota, which is eight congressional districts. I think there's young people out there, Gen Zs, millennials, that would love to have debates on the college campuses, in the technical schools, in the communities at the VFWs, legions. I think we should have a debate every two weeks for the for the duration and let Minnesotans really get a chance to, to see the contrast between what does the Governor Walls administration look like and what would a Scott Jensen administration look like? Dr. Jensen, would you agree that it's simplistic to just blame President Biden and Governor Walz for inflation? I mean, to me, that seems like a very simplistic. It, it makes for good ad copy, but I think there's a, a combination of forces, many of those forces beyond the control of any politician that are driving up prices right now. I would agree with you. that, And you mentioned it earlier. You said the pandemic, the supply chain fracture, the Ukrainian situation. Without question, there are a lot of variables going on. But I think leaders lead and leaders acknowledge that the buck stops at their desk. And I don't think we've seen that from Governor Walls. I know that in the businesses I run, when something goes wrong, it's on my desk. It's up to me to lead that conversation. How do we brainstorm? How do we put ideas out there? I sort of feel like Governor Walz has, has been typically sort of freezing up. He, whether you're talking about getting the National Guard on, on the burning streets of Minneapolis-St. Paul or whether you're talking about giving up the third precinct building or allowing the Christopher Columbus uh, statue to be torn down, I think he froze over and over again, and I think he's doing that now. Minnesotans aren't asking for a silver bullet. They're asking for leadership. They're saying, lead, trail blaze ideas have the conversations don't don't shut up simply because you don't want to jeopardize your chances of winning or losing in the november election if if you're really going to serve with a, a servant's heart then you go out and you lead the conversation and you let the chips fall where they will dr jensen last question and and thank you again for joining us today on cco the old bird in the hand adage right uh and look, our text line is highly unscientific. It's not, it's not a statistically representative poll, but the, the reaction I'm getting, most listeners are like, we want money now. Yeah, it would be great to have a lower Minnesota tax rate, but in the short term, I need help paying my prescriptions, my gas, my groceries. I want those checks now. I don't care if it's a gimmick. I want it now. How would you respond to that? I think that that might be the way to go if we thought that this problem that we're dealing with is going to be over in 90 days, but there's no evidence of that. So leaders have to lead. We have to help Minnesotans understand that a bolus of money without long-term permanent tax cuts is simply going to maybe make a blip in your life for 60 days. Arguably, with what we have going on and the fact that we have we have literally seen Biden and Walls and some of these leaders push us into an energy dependent situation, we have a crisis on board. We're going to probably slide into a recession. We're going to have problems not just for 90 days. We're going to have problems well into 2023. So I think the responsible leadership role is to say we can do both. We can try to provide some assistance at this point, but for heaven's sakes, we're not going to name the checks after a specific name. I mean, that's the height of vanity. I mean, we'll just say, you know, we're going to give the checks back to the Minnesota taxpayers who indeed 
paid the overtax, the surplus, then, you know, just give them the checks from Minnesota and make them, if you will, a size that would provide some bolus now, but we need to provide permanent uh, tax relief. And the Senate had a bill, they had a bill for $8 billion that could have been done, but Governor Walsh had no interest in it. He tied spending to tax relief. He did not want to have anything to do with what he's saying now. All of a sudden, He's got this huge interest in playing Santa Claus. And people are saying, well, where were you in April and May? And I think I think Minnesotans are smarter than that. They realize that Governor Walls is nervous about the election in November. And his people are telling him, you got to get out there, give him a chunk of money, settle him down. They'll take that. And then they'll forget that, you know, you may be messed up and you didn't lead. That's not what Minnesotans are thinking, I don't think. I think they get it. And, and they're, they're making I think, Governor Walls nervous. And I think he should be. Uh, I just have to ask, since I have you on the line, wasn't Donald Trump's name on those coronavirus stimulus checks? I don't know. I don't think I got one. So I can't speak to that. Uh, You're saying that we had Trump corona checks? I I don't remember that. Yeah. I got to go back and and look at this. And my understanding was that uh, there was a signature on the stimulus checks. But I, hey, look. Um, Dr. Jensen, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for laying out your plan to, uh, to fight inflation, and uh, thanks for joining us on CCO. It's a pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity to put out thoughtful 10-point plans, and we're going to continue to do this on energy, education, and a variety of other things, because I think that's what leading is all about. All right. Thank you, sir. When we come back, Michael Max, a nice Twins victory today. We'll have uh, an update from Maxie next. Maxie Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Holding, I was holding my breath in the seventh inning. Cleveland oh. had, had the bases oh. loaded, and somehow they squeaked out of that inning without any score, and uh, they went on to win one to nothing. We'll take it, right, Mac? That's Maxie? right. The bases they're down one to nothing. Joe Smith's in. Base are loaded, nobody out. And, and you know, Cleveland has been pounding the Twins the last yeah. couple of days with some big at bats, and 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 uh, they got out of Ursula G. Ursula. Uh, got kind of some dumb luck. He got a ball hit to him that he should have uh, caught. And uh, the runner at third, I forget who it was, uh, assumed he was going to try to you know, go for a double play. And instead, he had one play, and that was at home. So he was kind of jogging it, uh, at least not full speed to home. And they got the force out at home, and that, that would have been the game-tying run if he'd have, if he'd have run hard. Uh, so they got a break there. But Devin Smeltzer was outstanding. Six shutout innings. Um, I just talked to him. just spoke with him. Oh, it couldn't have been more than an hour ago, Paul. Oh, and we talked about shot, uh, yeah, but uh, what it was and and him getting ahead of hitters. And he said he and Gary Sanchez, the catcher, um, really work well together. And that Sanchez demands a lot out of him in terms of his location and whatnot. But he said that's been a key to his. You call it a mini resurgence as a starting pitcher for the Twins. Hmm. Hey, I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the Wolves. Yes, my understanding they have the nineteenth pick, and and I'm really fascinated. Chet Holmgren could become the highest-selected Minnesota Rays player in the NBA draft since Kevin McHale. What are you looking for? How do you think it's going to go tonight? Well, he will be the highest probably ever taken. He'll surpass Kevin McHale. Yeah, uh, He could go number one to Orlando, and then he'd reunite with um, Jalen Suggs. 
uh, and they were high school teammates. And so I, I've spent I spent a lot of time with that. Uh, their, their AAU program is the Sizzle program. I've gotten to know uh, uh, Larry Suggs, Jalen's father, and, and, and Brian Sandifer run that quite uh, quite well. And, and and this was kind of you know th- this is a really interesting story because th- they mapped this out a long time ago. Not that they'd be number one picks, but that they were going to get real serious about their summer basketball program. And and then they were, these kids were going to go to Minnehaha together. And it's not just them. Prince of Leg Base playing right now. Master P's sons transferred in and played in that same system. They've had a lot of really good players. Donovan Smith right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they made this decision, oh, and when these kids were, you know, seventh, sixth, seventh grade, that this was the direction that they were going to start to go. Uh, Holmgren needed to fill out some, obviously, and he really hasn't filled out that much, but he, he's still strong enough to do it. And, and along the way, they, they've garnered national recognition and attention, and that took him to Gonzaga, in part because they watched him with Suggs. Uh, and it's just it's played out perfectly. Uh, Chet will be set for life after tonight. Jalen already is financially. Uh, but if they ended up on the same team together, uh, that would be just uh, crazy yeah. incredible. Wow. And by the way, Maxie, I would like you to stop using uh, the word the. Yep. The Ohio State somehow managed to get the word the trademarked. How did they do that? Good lawyers. I don't know. Which may be an oxymoron. I don't know. Uh, And by the way, the letter U is already trademarked by the University of Miami. The U. How can they yeah. do that? I don't know how they can do it. Um, Pat Riley years ago, uh, sensing that his Lakers were on the verge or cusp of something special, trademarked uh, three-peat, knowing that those were going to be the T-shirts and the hats, and, the, and, and he got it. Um, <laughs> Crazy. Who was it? Uh, oh, Hayden Fry, I think, trademarked the Iowa. Uh, he, he designed the Iowa Hawkeye logo and has been making money ever since. No so, kidding. Big draft night show tonight ahead on Sports to the Max. We will be tuned in. Thanks, Maxie. Thank you, Paul. Just don't use the word the. See if you can go an entire show without the. I believe it's the. Oh, it's the. The. There's a difference between the and the? Yes. And thou? Yeah. I'm so Billions confused. of dollars. All right. More on those walls checks next hour.